Shalom to all! Today's daf is Sukkot Daf Membez. We are starting Mem Aleph Amud Bez, the bottom line at the two dots. And today's daf is sponsored Lilu Nishmas, Mars Miriam Sara, Basar Yaakov Maisha, her Neshama should have an Aliyah. And the mission had said, Rabbi Yesu Aymer Yantef, Rabbi Yesu had said that when the first of Sukkot is on Shabbos and one carried his Lulavan to the Shus Rabbim, he is Potter, Mimpanesha Itzibur Shus, because he carried out with permission. Not that he was allowed to carry it out, rather because he was involved in the midst of Lulav, he was Tarod, he forgot what he was doing, and therefore was considered Taibid Var Mitzvah and his Potter. But now the Gemara tells us, Amr Abai, Membez Amad Alpha on the top, he says, Laishanu, this was only taught El Shla Yatsabai. If he was not Yatsi is Chiv yet, if he had not shaken the Lulav yet, so then he's going to be Potter because he's top of Var Mitzvah. Aval Yatsabai, if he was already Yatsi is Chiv, Chayv, so then he's going to be Chayv because he had no business, he's not considered being Tarod, and therefore he's going to be Chayv for carrying it out to the Shus Rabbim. The Gemara asks, Hamada Agabai Nafakbai, the moment he picks it up, that's already considered being Yatsi with it, he doesn't actually have to do all the Nanuim, shake it all around the place, it's still considered being Yatsi with it the moment he picked it up. So how is it possible that he's going to have walked down to the Shus Rabbim and it's not considered like he actually? picked it up. So Amr Abai, he answers, he had turned it upside down, and when he picked it up in that manner, it's not considered like being Yotze with it, and therefore he could still take it out to the Shus Rabbim, not have been considered that he was Yotze with it, and that is our case. Rav Amr, he gives a different answer. It could be that he didn't even hold it upside down. What are we talking about over here that he wasn't Yotze with it yet? He took it out in a Kli, and since he's holding it in a Kli, it's not considered like he's actually holding it, and therefore he's not Yotze with it. He carried it out to the Shus Rabbim, but it's not considered like he's holding it to be Yotze with it. As the Gemara, Rava Hud Amar, Rava himself said, taking the lulav through a medium, if he's holding it through something else, that's still considered like a lakicha, and he would be yotze with that. The Gemara answers, that's only if he's holding it in a respectable manner. Let's say he wrapped his hands in a fancy kerchief, and then he was holding lulav like that. That's considered like he's holding lulav, and he would be yotze in that manner. However, if he's holding it in a non-respectable manner, such as if he placed it on a plate or on a board or something like that, picked it up and then carried it out like that, that's not considered like lakicha, and he would not be yotze like that. And if he carried out the lulav, like that, then he would not be chayv echatas. That's because he is tabed var mitzvah. And a similar case of tabed var mitzvah. Amar Huna, Amar Hayrab Yisrael basically says, "Oilas ha'ayf shenims is ben agafayim. If an oilas ha'ayf, a bird oil was found in between other birds, ochazaver chatas ha'ayf he. And this kain thought it was a chatas ha'ayf. He thought it was a bird chatas. Now a bird oil was meant to be done on the southeastern side of mizbech, but when there was an overload, then the kain could move to the southwestern side of mizbech, which is where the bird chatas was done. So a bird that was taken from among other birds, and it turned out there was really an oil, not a chatas. Va'achla another kain." And ate it, Pater, he's going to be Pater, and he's not Chai V'chatas for eating this Ayla. Ask the Gemara, Ma'akamashmon, what's the Chiddush over here? The Tabat Vayar Mitzvah Pater, that he's Tabat Vayar Mitzvah and he's Pater? Hainu Hach, that's the same case that we just mentioned about the Lulav taking it out on Shabbos. The Gemara answers, no, Ma'adetay, you might have thought, Hasam Hu, the Tabat Vayar Mitzvah Pater, over there he's Tabat Vayar Mitzvah, he's Pater because Hainu the Oven Mitzvah. At the end of the day, he ended up doing a Mitzvah. That's in the case of Lulav. Bottom line is, he fulfilled the Mitzvah of shaking Lulav. Avalhacham, but over here, the Tabat Vayar Mitzvah, he was Tabat Vayar Mitzvah, but Voloi Oven Mitzvah, he didn't end up doing a Mitzvah at the end of the day. He ate a Oilas Ha'ayf and he didn't eat a chatas ha'ayf, and you're not allowed to eat a ha'ayf, so he didn't even accomplish a mitzvah at the end of the day. Amolai, I might say he's not putter, and he would be chayev because he's not really considered being taught with our mitzvah. The Gemara says, Kamash Malon, the Chiddush is that even in the case where he didn't end up doing a mitzvah, he's still considered taught with our mitzvah, and he would be putter. The Gemara asks, Mesra Abyesi Amr, Abyesi himself said, If a person shechted carbon tamid that wasn't properly examined, and he shechted it on Shabbos, chayev chatas, he's chayev chatas, and he needs to bring another carbon tamid. Now we know that the Karman Tamid needs Bikor, a four-day examination period over which we ensure that it doesn't have a mum. So if this kind shechted a carbon Tamid, it was not Mavakr Kilchasa. He shechted on Shabbos, so he's chai for shechting a carbon on Shabbos that wasn't allowed to be shechted, and he has to bring another carbon Tamid. But why don't we say that it's considered that he's Tabit Varmitso? He was involved in shechting the carbon Tamid, so even though he shechted the wrong animal, it wasn't Mavakr, nonetheless, he should be Pater. So Amrlah, he answered him, Barmine that case was not counted, and that's not a case of Tabit Varmitso. Da Itmarlo is already stated on that. Amr Shulbar Khitai, Amr Hamunasaba, Amr Yitzhak. 
Barashion, Amrav Huna, Amarav, Kigain, for example, Shevium Melishka Shein Mavukarn. It was brought from Melishka. It was brought from a chamber that had completely not Mavukar, not examined animals. So therefore, it's not considered like his Habadvar Mitzvah. He took it from a place that all the animals in that area weren't allowed to be shechted anyway. So therefore, it's not considered like his Habadvar Mitzvah, and he would not be putter in that case. And the Mishnah says, Makabelis Isha Miyad Binomiyad Bailamach a woman is allowed to take a lulav from her husband or from her child and put it back into the water that it was kept in on Shabbos. Rabbi Hudaimer, he says, B'Shabbos Machzirin, on Shabbos you're allowed to take the lulav and put it back into the water. It keeps it fresh. B'Yantav Maisifin, on Yantav, you're allowed to even add water to keep the water fresh. Umayyad Machlifin, and on Chal you're actually supposed to change the water so you should have nice fresh water and it keeps the lulav, Hadassim and Aravis, all very fresh. Katan Haidel and Anea, Chayv Lulav, a katan that knows how to shake lulav, so then he's Chayv and Lulav, meaning his father is Chayv to train him to shake lulav. The Gemara asks Pshita, isn't it obvious? Why would we think that a woman is not allowed to take the lulav from her husband or from her son? What would be the reason not to take it? The Gemara answers, Since a woman, she's not chayv to shake lulav, I might say that she's not allowed to take it because it's considered muksa for her. Kamashman, the Chiddush is, it's not considered muksa on Shabbos, and she's allowed to take it. The Gemara continues to explain the Mishnah, a katan that knows how to shake, so we have to train him to shake lulav. Tan Rabbanan, katan that knows how to shake lulav, chayv lulav, so he's chayv and lulav, meaning we have to train him, we have to give him a lulav and teach him how to shake lulav. Lesatev, if he knows how to wrap himself, there's a special way of wrapping himself with tzitzis, chayv betzitzis, so he's chayv and tzitzis. Lishmar tefillin, if he knows how to guard his tefillin properly, avav lekech tefillin, his father should buy him tefillin. Yodele daber, let's say he knows how to speak. Avav lem de tayra v'kriyashma, his father has to teach him tayra and kriyashma. And now we ask tayra mahi, what does that mean, teach him tayra? Amar of Hamunah, he says, tayra tzivalanu maisha marasha kilas yakov, teach him that pasuk. And kriyashma mahi, what's considered kriyashma? Pasuk grisha in the first pasuk of Shema Yisrael Hashem lekeno Hashem achad. The brassing continues, had his body, he knows how to make sure that his body doesn't become tummy. He's not going to walk into an oil that has a maze, and he's not going to become tummy with Thomas Magar Masa. Then Eichan Agufa Taurus were allowed to eat Taurus that touched his body because we know that his body is tar, and therefore we're allowed to continue to eat these Taurus. Lishmar Syadov, if he knows how to even guard his hands, now we know that guarding one's hands is a little bit more difficult of a task. We know the Chum say that a person's hands are considered Shniyais, so if we know that this kid knows how to guard his hands to make sure that they didn't become tummy, Eichan Agufa Taurus were even allowed to eat Taurus that touched his hands because we know that his hands are tar. Can ask him a question. He's going to be able to answer us if he touched something that was tame. He could either say, Yes, I did, no, I didn't, or I don't know if I did or didn't. If this was a suffix of Toma, so then it's going to be Tame. If this was a suffix that came about in Rabim, so that suffix is going to be Tar. Now we know if uncertainty regarding Toma came about in we say that it's Tame, but if the suffix came about in we say it's Tar. So if this young child is old enough to be able to say, I don't know if I actually touched this thing or not, so then we're going to say, Suffix Toma, Rabim. Tar, is going to be Tame. The Raisa continues, Lifres Kapov. If this child knows how to be Pyrus Kapov, meaning he knows how to do Birchus Kaihanim, Chalkan Beis Hagranis, we're allowed to distribute Truma to him in the Beis Hagranis. Now, Truma was usually distributed through the Gairin, the storage house. This was public for all to see. So, usually, a kind under Mitzvah wouldn't receive from the Gairin because others don't know that he knows how to treat the Truma properly. They're going to view it as the Ganai to the Truma that's being given to a little kid. However, once this child does Birchus Kaihanim publicly, so now we all know that he's not a child anymore. He already became a Gadol, and therefore, we can give him truma from the gairin. And Membezon Bezon on the top, if he knows how to shecht, he actually has the skill that he knows how to take the knife and shecht an animal, we can eat from his shechita. He says, that's only if there's an adult standing over him, ensuring that he actually shechts properly. Once a child is able to eat a kezayis of grain, we have to stay away from his excrement and from his urine for amas. That's if a person wants a davin, they want to say kriyashma, they want to do a davr shabakdusha, they have to stay four amas away from it. That's because we know that it's considered foul, it's considered like it's masriach already, but before this child is able to eat grain, then we don't consider his urine or his excrement
excrement, something that's masriach, and therefore you would not have to stay away from it. But only if he's able to eat this within a k'deachilas pras, which is a certain amount of time, then it's considered like his excrement is masriach, and then we have to stay away from it. And on Rav Chia Barav Yeva, he says, Uvagadol, once we're dealing with a gadol, someone who's over a mitzvah, even if for some reason he's unable to eat this kazais of grain, nonetheless, we still have to stay away from his excrement. It says in the Pasuk, V'yosef das, Yosef machayv, one that increases knowledge, increases pain. And over here, we're understanding the word machayv as that the more he increases his knowledge, the older he becomes, so then his excrement increases in its foulness, in its masriach capabilities, and therefore, a person would have to stay away from it, Dalad Almas, if he wants to say Kriyashma, or do something that's a Davr Shabbat And the Bryce concludes, Yachol if this child is able to eat a kezayis of roasted meat, Shechin Olav as a Pesach, or Lada Shech the Karim Pesach for him, meaning he's able to be part of the Chabura of the Karim Pesach. Shemar says in the Pasuk, Ishlafi Achloi, each man according to what he could eat, and this child is able to eat, so therefore, we could Shech the Karim Pesach for him. Rabbi Yud he argues, and he says, the child is unable to join the Chabura of the Karim Pesach, until he's able to choose what's considered food. Ketzad, how do we do this? If we give him a rock, and he throws it away, if we give him a nut, and he keeps it, so then we know he's able to choose what's considered food and what's not considered food. finishing the third We should finish all together, and of course, all of Shas together. And without further ado, we continue with the new parak. Lulav Arava Shisha Veshiva. The mitzvah to shake Lulav and the mitzvah of Arava, which is when the Kahanim would take Arava branches, willow branches, and walk around the Mizbech with it. That's going to be done for six days of Sukkot or seven days of Sukkot. Hahalo Simcha, the chiv to say the entire halal, and Simcha is Ein Simcha El Basar. This is eating the meat of carbon shlamim. That's going to be done for Shmaina eight days. Sukkah Venisa Chamayim, sitting in the Sukkah, and the water libations, which were done every single morning with the carbon tamid. Shiva, that's done for seven days. Hachalal, this is the Simcha's base Hasheva, it's referred to as the Chalal, which was a Simcha that was done before the Nisach Hamayim. That's going to be Chamisha for five days, Vishisha, and sometimes for six days. Now, Lulav Shiva Ketzad, how is it that we're going to shake Lulav for seven days? Let's say the first day of Sukkot falls on Shabbos, then Lulav Shiva, we're going to shake the Lulav for all seven days, including that first day, including Yantif, which is also Shabbos. Ushar Kalayamim, however, all the rest of days, if Shabbos falls on any other rest of days, Shisha, so then we're only going to shake it for six days and not seven days because Lulav is not going to be Daicha Shabbos. Arava Shiva Ketzad, when is it that we're going to have this mitzvah of Arava, Kehanim walking around the Mizbeach for seven days? Yom HaShrisha Arava Shechalios B'Shabbos. If this last day of Arava falls out on Shabbos, meaning the last day of Sukkot falls out on Shabbos, Arava Shiva, so then we're going to walk around the Mizbeach seven days. Ushar Kalayamim, however, if the last day of Sukkot falls out on any other day other than Shabbos, Shisha, we're only going to surround the Mizbeach six days and not seven days because Arava is not Daicha Shabbos, unless, of course, Shabbos is the last day of Sukkot. And now the Mishnah asks Mitzvah's Lulav Ketzad, how exactly do we perform the Mitzvah of Lulav when the first day of Sukkot falls out on Shabbos? The first day of Sukkot falls on Shabbos. They would bring the lulavim to Harabayas before Shabbos. And the attendants would take them from them. And they would put them on top of the benches that were on Harabayas. The elderly people, they would leave their lulavim in a special chamber because they didn't want to have to be involved in what was going to be going on the next day, as we're about to see in the Mishnah. Now, they would teach them to say, meaning the attendants or the bezin would teach everyone else to say, Anyone, if my lulav comes to his hand, he could have it as a present. That's because we don't want it to be considered Shaul or Guzzle, or else he's not going to be Yitz with it. So therefore, everyone was trained to say this. Now, Lamacha, the next day, meaning the first day of Yontif, they'd wake up early and they would come to Harabayas, and the Chazan of these attendants, they would take their Lovim and throw it in front of them, and they would grab their Lovim, and they would end up striking each other in the Mali, trying to get their Lovim. And when Bezin saw that it actually came to a danger, they just made it a kind of that everyone's going to take his lulav in his house when the first day of Yontif was on Shabbos so as not to have to go through this whole
old Balagan, and therefore they would take it in their house and they wouldn't have this issue. We're going to stop here for the day, pick up tomorrow with the Gemara, but for now, everyone should have a wonderful day.